Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Nonfiction Thoughts, hosted by me, the luscious Luigi, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hello, everyone. My name is Birdchild, and I'm thrilled to be with you here. And now, the obligatory chair lowering. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. Very proud. Yeah, mine was just a little boop, just a very staccato boom. There it is. Right there in you. A little toot. Yep. Sometimes pretty good too. It's nice that way. It is. Anyway, bird child, since yes. I, uh, I only see you at all anymore during nonfiction thoughts. It's it's gotten to be that way. What have you been up to? I've uh, well, as you can probably imagine, <laughs> based on the fact that this is the only time I see you, I have been pretty busy. Uh, unfortunately, we are at that point in the semester where it is just grind, 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 grind. And then after you're done that, you grind a little more. And then if you have time, which you probably don't, but if you have time, you grind some more. So that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, man, that's how it'd be. It's, it's, been, it's been interesting. Suffocating, perhaps? Suffocating is, I think, pretty apt. You know, last weekend, I had, uh, I had a pretty, well, I, I hesitate to say last weekend, the sort of Last weekend and its adjacencies, you know, Friday and Monday, really, right, right. is what I'm referring to. I, uh, I had a very cantankerous uh, series of interactions with my bicycle. Oh. Yes. Did it get mad at you? It got a little, I'm not sure what quite I did, but it got a little bit annoyed, I would say. Um, annoyed is, annoyed at best, perhaps vengeful at worst. Ooh. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll set the scene. Please do. Friday evening. It's, uh, it's pouring rain. Okay. It is, right. it's, it's cats and dogs. And yep. it's disgusting. And I made the f- fantastic decision. This was very intelligent mm-hmm. on my part. Of not checking the weather. Not looking outside. And waiting so long that unless I, because I was planning to ride my bike, waiting so long that unless I rode my bike, I would be late. So uh, I walk outside, <laughs> it is pouring, and I think, well, looks like I have to ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't pleasant. And I was going down the road, and uh, I thought, you know, there's, there's never, this is a particular stretch of road that I like to go very fast on. So I was. <laughs> In the rain, <laughs> going fast. I think you can imagine where this is going. It's. Uh, I have a couple guesses. You have if a couple I were guesses. to, yeah, I would have a couple ideas. I was, I was stood up, you know, because I was in third gear and seventh, so maximum gear combo, and I was, you know, standing on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, typically, the stop sign that I was approaching has, it's, it's a ghost town. It's a ghost stop sign. There's nobody ever there. So I always just, you know, fly right through it because oh I'm a very responsible person. <laughs> and I saw, because it was, of course, a Friday night, there were actually people. And so mm-hmm. I thought, oh, there are people there. I'm going to slow down. So I hit the brakes, but I hit the brakes a little too hard and I didn't quite have my balance. And mind you, it was pouring out. So I may or may not have fallen down, but it was fine. It just <laughs> I was just upset because at that point I had basically slowed down to a stop, 
But regardless, my back wheel did go out from underneath me. Uh. So even though I was totally fine, the bike was totally fine. It was a total non-issue. The reason I was so upset about that is because I was just soaked afterwards. Because, like, it's one thing if you fall. It's one thing if you fall into, like, a quarter inch of road water. Because then I had all that, like, gritty gravel on me, too. Ew. It was not pleasant. Oh, it at least was, it was raining to wash it off. It, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. But lesson learned, I guess. Um, and then Monday <laughs> was, was much worse. This was, again, my fault. You know, typically when you, when you have something bad happen to you, you got to go, you got to, as the saying goes, get back on the saddle, right? You got to just mm-hmm. put it out of your mind. That's in the past. Keep going, right? Right. And so that's exactly what I did. I was like, got to get back on the saddle. And uh, I was approaching uh, a pedestrian throughway, a crosswalk, a mm-hmm. very wide one, a lot of pedestrian traffic. And I was riding behind this other guy, also on a bicycle. And I was riding in a spot that was really not the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Defensive driving 101. Don't ride in this person's spot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> just next to them and just to the rear of them, such that basically my front tire was aligned with his rear tire. Like oh, that, geez. like it, not a good spot to be, really stupid. And I was trying to pass him because, you know, I like to go fast. And uh, I thought... Like the flash. Exactly. I thought, you know, every time I've ever gone through this intersection, I've always threaded the needle. I've never not threaded the needle. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. I didn't thread the needle. <laughs> so this guy, he, you know, not his fault at all, but someone was, was walking through. A lot of people were walking through, and he swerved to avoid them. And because I was right there, <laughs> oh, he, we no. kind of swerved into each other. So that was rough. Um, did he fall over, or did he just kind of get clipped and keep going he, while you were left in his dust? Our bikes were inextricably entwined and we needed two bystanders to yank them apart what yeah it was not how did that did you get like a how did that happen so to be fair bikes they they are easy to get stuck together because of the spokes because right the 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 cranks the pedals Mm -hmm. the whole the cassette the gearbox it's all very it's like velcro (laughs) you know (laughs) so like you put two bikes in the back of a car and you take them out and they're like stuck together, basically. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. So it's, it's not difficult for them to get stuck together. Um, however, it was not pretty. We, we slid, you know. Oh, no. We kind of meet crayon a little bit. But it was fine. We weren't going that fast. Again, hit the brakes hard enough that at the time of collision, we were basically at rest. Um, but we weren't at rest, of course. So, you know, it did get a little whatever. But. The only damage that my bike suffered was the front tire got like stuck. And so oh. I tried to wheel it away from the scene of the scene of the accident <laughs> and it just wouldn't like it was just stuck. It wouldn't turn. Oh, so you're like scraping it across the ground. So that was not pleasant. But I went to class. Of course, I was late. I get back and I fixed it. I was like, oh, perfect. You know, I just kind of shimmied it around and I was like, oh, OK, this is fine. However. The real issue was that, you know how your front tire and your handlebars are supposed to be perfectly orthogonal? Perfect 90 degrees, right? Yes. Perfectly perpendicular. 
They were not. They were not. Oh, no. <laughs> they were not. And I tried bending it back into place. But mind you, this is two adult men and a heavy e-bike. The weight of two adult men and a heavy e-bike. And I, you know, I may not be, I'm not a, 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 a scrawny, super scrawny weakling. I may be a scrawny weakling, but I'm not a super scrawny weakling. Right. But I couldn't, I can't bend that back into place. So, you know, I, I find, uh, I go to a, you know, whatever. Bike repair shop. Bike repair. It, it was a super simple fix. You just pop, popped the cap off and, and unscrewed a nut and shimmied it back into place. So it, it was, it was totally fine. It was, it was a total non-issue. His got his bike was fine too. I, you know, we, we kind of looked it over a little bit, but, uh, yeah, just more embarrassing than anything else, really. Yeah. Just very embarrassing. Because it's one thing to crash. It's one thing to have everybody like, oh, my God, are you okay? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm fine, okay? Like, just just give me a minute. <laughs> like, it just, oh, it was not pleasant. I feel like anytime there's an accident, the worst part, provided nobody gets hurt, Yes, is not the fact that your stuff broke. It's, it's just, the fact that you got into an accident and now everyone is looking at you and they know an that you just idiot. messed something up. Everyone's looking at you and is like, oh my God, that guy just slid across the ground. <laughs> like, oh God. Oh, it was not fun. But we're here now. So it's all right. Well, at least your bike's okay. Yeah, bike's okay. I'm okay. He's okay. His bike's okay. Everybody's okay. My pride is a little wounded, but... <laughs> And my your pride my, and your ego, yeah. Not only my pride, but my maximum speed too is is definitely taking a little bit of a hit. Is is that self inflicted or because the bike physically can't go that far? No, self inflicted. Uh, it, it's it can still it's still a powerhouse, but you've been neutered. Well, I'm a powerhouse. My thighs are powerhouses. I could imagine. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. ride your bike everywhere. So. I ride my. It's and it's usually uphill too. Yeah. So, because we are in a bit of a of a of a hilly zone. One so could say that. It's a lot of climbs, but uh, yeah. And because it's a lot of climbs, it's also a lot of hills that you can just absolutely fly down at like 40 miles an hour. So, you I, know. Yeah, I brought my longboard up here mm -hmm. and um, I decided maybe it's not the best idea to yeah. fly 40 miles an no. hour down the, the hill. Not cars quite. and people on the road. So I, I promptly took it home. That's, you know, I think that's probably for the best. Yeah. You also, want... getting up the hills is very difficult. I, was I can just kick about forever, say, but it still takes a lot of effort. I was just about to say, at that point, it's almost like you just pick it up and walk up the hill. You'd be pretty close. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when you find, uh, when you find a flat spot, then, then you switch back. That's but... actually what I used to do when I was younger. I would get to the hill, and while I, the board was still moving up the hill, I uh -huh. would hop off the board very quickly, <laughs> pick it up, uh -huh. and like... I would I would pin it against my back and mm. I would just run up the hill. Right. And yeah. then I, as I got to the top, I'd throw my board yeah. back down and hop right back. No, up. that makes a lot of sense. I was at first I was going to make fun of you, but a that would be mean, and I'm not going to do that. I appreciate you're, it. You're you're quite welcome. <laughs> and B, <laughs> while I had my bike up here over the summer because I hadn't biked since I was like a, a small child. Right. So like none of those muscles, like I I, I had to relearn that I even had some of these muscles, you know, yeah, some yeah. of the biking ones, especially for like balance and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because again, a lot of pedestrians, a lot of cars, like as much as I hate to say it, like part of the skill is being able to avoid people, you know? Yeah. Um, so just sort of getting that back. When I had my bike here over the summer, because that's when I was 
it's a lot less people, a lot less cars. Just sort of rebuild that muscles, those that muscle memory and whatnot. Um, my friends we were like, hey, let's all go over here. And they all had bikes. And this was way off campus. So biked way off campus. And there were some hills where it was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. <laughs> I just hopped off and I walked it up the hill. I'm a little bit ashamed to say, but. You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you no got to do. Hey, it happens. At the end of the day, the only one who's going to remember that. Yep. Is probably you. Yep. Unless somebody thinks it's really funny and then they make fun of you. <laughs> I hope, but that's like one or two people, probably. <laughs> yeah, if that. I hope one day I'll just be walking down the road and I'll see a random stranger and I'll go, hey, you. And the stranger will turn to me and I'll say, yeah, you. You're the guy who, who did that embarrassing thing. You, you were walking your bike up that hill the one time. <laughs> like, no, I hope nobody remembered that. It wasn't me. I remembered. It was you, all right. You're a loser. <laughs> yeah, I... That seems a little far-fetched to be on either side of that exchange, though. Unless you were deliberately making it happen, as you clearly want to do. <laughs> you, you stated you will except, do. Except, yeah, if it's me. But if I'm not in the equation, then. Yeah. The likelihood's rather low. So, Luigi, what have you been up to? I, I sincerely hope you haven't been getting in as many accidents as I have this, <laughs> Thankfully, no. this past week. That's good. I've been busy, of course. Uh, but naturally. Been doing a lot of video editing, a lot oh. of podcast editing. Exciting. A lot of scheduling for videos. Vocational skills, perhaps, you could say. Perhaps. Wow. One could say. I, I learned something very interesting. As oh, yeah? I am the president of the karate club at this university. Fine that institution. That comes with a whole lot of stress, but the one thing it, it does not come with is a lack of interesting stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I think perhaps the most interesting person I've met through all of this, and I believe I've mentioned this before, is uh, the when, one of the instructors. I'll just refer to him as Sensei. Of course. For now. Naturally. He has got to be one of the most interesting people I've ever met. I, and, I want you to paint a picture. Okay, so the first time I met him. Yes. This is always this is a great start. <laughs> we all walked in. It was last year. We right. all just kind of chilled. Everybody were like, oh, is this the karate club? And mm -hmm. it was silent. We're like, are you here for karate? And they're like, yeah, I'm here. Okay. So you've done any martial arts? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then we see this man walk by with a big gym bag, a, a black satchel mm -hmm. looking thing that could have looked like there was a gun in it <laughs> or, or some sort of, of weapon. Sure. Ominous satchel. Full bright white gi. And to top it all off, he had the, the headband on. Of course. As well. Naturally. He walks in, he bows, says nothing. Mm -hmm. So we're all sitting there, we watch him like, hi. <laughs> he puts his stuff on the ground, he mm -hmm. goes, he pulls out his, the picture of, of uh, Tatsuoshi Mobuku, he places it on the rack in the front of the room. He turns around and uh, he goes, so many. We all look at each other like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I imagine at this point you're pretty sure that this is the karate club. <laughs> there was no doubt in my mind. Oh, yeah. Not a single person knew what we were supposed to do. Despite that one question being answered, I'm sure at least 100,000 others have now been raised by this. Squared. Squared. Wow. So we all look at each other, and then he looks at us, and he goes, he has a very soft voice, so he goes, if I, I yell, show many, that means 
you'll all line up in a line. You'll you'll go. The the senior most student would, would take the front right position from your perspective, and everybody else would line up accordingly. We'll, we'll do about four. So go go ahead, go go walk around, and he like waves his hands. He right. Goes, Hang out there a minute. And he goes, "So many." And we all, we like bolt into the spots kind of. And he mm-hmm. goes, all right, nice job. So <clears throat> next time that happens, remember the people in the front, you, you set the line. So when you line up there, everybody else just kind of files in behind you. And then we keep going through the lesson. He's very difficult, hard to read. Right. It, it, it sounds like it. But he's actually like a, a really cool guy. He's, he's pretty funny too. He's okay. got some, some really funny humor moments. Okay. Again, the, he's the, yeah, that makes sense. Incredibly dedicated to the art as well. Like he, he yeah. like lives and breathes this stuff. He yeah. has all of the weapons. He's been doing this for years and he's been a part of the club here at this university for years. Right. But he'll like, he does all sorts of like crazy practice. Like mm-hmm. he practices on the bag. He'll practice like spear fingers where, where you just right. basically just jab your fingers into the bag. Right, right, right. Which is, not something people do very much. He knows a lot of the history. He's he's been to Okinawa a number of times wow. for seminars. He's met some of the masters of the arts. He's That's really incredible. deeply entrenched, which is really really cool. Yeah. But you know, the first time you meet him, it's like, what's the vibe here? Yeah. He's a really cool dude. Yeah. But anyway, he is so the real deal. I found out today, adding to the the interesting nature that he has. Right. This this ethos. He goes, yeah. My phone doesn't even have cell service. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he's like explaining, like, oh, if I don't have Wi-Fi, you know, you, you can't reach me. Huh. And in my head, I was thinking, why did you, why do you, why'd you get a phone then? I mean, wouldn't you have been better off like a tablet or something? And then I, I, I forget exactly. I think I asked him like, so why'd you get the, the phone? And he goes, well, I needed a device to control my drone. <laughs> so I, I, bought a, I bought this phone, but I don't pay for cell service. And I was like, wow. So you, you bought your phone to control the drone. Then he was like, yeah. And, you know, I use it as a, a clock, an alarm. Huh. I use it, you know, as a camera and least of all a phone. And I was like, okay, fair enough. So wow. did you have like a flip phone or something before? And he goes, nope. Wow. I said, you didn't even have a flip phone? And he goes, no, but I have a landline. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Okay, how how old is this guy? Fifties. Okay, I actually am not sure. I was gonna say because if you said like twenty five, that that'd be kind of surprising. Fifties. All right, that sounds about right. But I mean, like, even in this day and age, I feel like most fifty year olds have phones. Oh, with for cell sure. service, he doesn't. Wow, which I think is is kind of awesome. That is pretty cool. But um. Yeah, he told us this one story one time, which I, I feel like kind of adds to how much he lives and breathes the art. Mm-hmm. He was running one time and he tripped and he didn't just fall. He he rolled I was, out of it and got up and kept running. I, I was it was on the tip of my tongue. I don't know if you could see it in my face, but I was so close to saying, let me guess. Did he roll? Yep. Wow. That's that's just impressive at that point. That's insane. He's a very interesting guy. It certainly seems that way. I have no doubt. Yeah, and he was talking to me about how he has like an old dial-up adapter somewhere in his house still <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, wow. Very, very cool. Does he have like a, a computer, do you know? Like a home yeah, computer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He does uh, some local production stuff. 
Okay. So you know, he's big into that and like technology and stuff, but he just he doesn't text and he doesn't use a cell phone. Huh. Outside of his for a clock and controlling his drug. So you say <laughs> So you say he's big into technology though. Yeah, he Interesting. he taught uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense he has a drone. <laughs> yeah, it, he taught some 3D modeling classes here back in like the 90s. Okay, that's pretty so, cool. Like he's pretty he did computer science at this university. Right. So, wow. Huh. He's a very interesting guy. He's almost like our friend Mr. Green. Yeah, it's starting to see it's starting to sound that way. And as I said that, I'm, I'm starting to realize all the parallels. Yep, <laughs> it's, it's huh. all coming together. We associate very intelligent, very dedicated people who don't spend much time on their phones as we, 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 we compare that to Mr. Green. I think that's really the only criterion is you got to be a little a little eccentric, very intelligent and a pseudo Luddite, not a pseudo Luddite, because we we all know Mr. Green is is very talented with computers. Just not really big into the whole phones thing. Some people just yeah. I don't know. He's, I respect. He doesn't it. do it for him. Speaking of which, hit me, dealer. My ooh, that's that reminds me of something else. But we'll put a pin in that. Okay. My chemistry professor is a fascinating individual. All right. He's a very interesting guy, and. Uh, he too possesses no phone. The only connection to the world that he has over the internet, I'm almost positive, is his university email account. And that's <sighs> it. I'm almost positive that's it. Like, wow. You know, maybe a little bit of like our, our online presence on the class, like on our learning management, mm -hmm. it's, there's, there's nothing there. It's nothing, not even, not even a little bit. There's, it's just an empty course, you know? So like everything is on the chalkboard. Wow. Everything we have ever done in that course, it's on the chalkboard. And, and he comes in and he has like a little, a little clock. And at first I thought it was a pager because that would be on brand, but <laughs> I don't think he has a phone. I, I know for a fact he doesn't have a phone. I don't think he has a pager, and I'm almost positive his home computer is like a big 1999 beige, enormous computer tower that only <laughs> is able to run his university-affiliated email. And that's On pretty Windows much it. like 98. <laughs> like, yeah, almost certainly. I mean, I know... He reads the newspaper. That's how he. That's how he stays connected. Like he gets. He gets the newspaper. Um, wow. He doesn't have a personal email address. I highly doubt if he has a phone number. I'm sure he has a landline, of course. But well, I mean, yeah, it would has fit the to. bill at this yeah. point. I feel like if you don't have a landline, then the, yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. But I'm almost positive he has a landline, but no personal cell phone. Um, no, no, nothing. Because he's he's telling us about like. Oh yeah, Twitter, Facebook, blah blah blah. He's like, I don't sign up for anything. Like, what do you mean you don't sign up for anything? Like, anything that makes me put in an email, I don't do because I don't have an email. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know what? That's pretty impressive. And I think I, I think I looked at his CV based on when he got his PhD. I'm pretty sure he's either 70 or 71, if I had to guess. Wow. But Still he doesn't teaching. look it because he's very. 
this our, our my class we've <laughs> we've we've sort of talked about this because it's a pretty small class it's an honors class not to not to flex but just for the context right it's small and so we we talk about him and um <laughs> someone's like i can't imagine him sitting down cuz he's just so full of energy and he's he's very animated he always talks with his hands he throws his hands up in the air whatever he talks and like He's always standing. He's always walking around the class. He's never just stood still. He's always pacing to and fro the chalkboard, up to the front, up to the front row of students, back to the chalkboard, up to the front row of students, back to the chalkboard. Like it's always <laughs> That's it's, amazing. I it's love that. Very entertaining. It's it's interesting. But no, I've never seen him sitting down and it's difficult to imagine him sitting down. And I know he's told us he rides his bike to work too. I I hesitate. Wow. Okay. I, I, Talk I, about staying active. Really? Seven years old. Yeah. I have roughly. to wonder how many miles are on his car. Probably. It's either like 2,000 or like a quarter million. And I feel like there's no in between, you know? Like it's either it's either a He's car. never driven that car or he's had that car since he got his PhD. <laughs> he's had that car since he was like 16. There's <laughs> one of the two. It's probably a truck in all likelihood. I wouldn't be surprised. I think. Given the area. Now that I'm trying to recall i think he's mentioned that it is a truck but huh. regardless um yeah he he reminds me of your sensei in that he is very intelligent extremely gifted chemist um but just doesn't have a phone and doesn't really do much online besides maybe check his university email and that's pretty much it that's really cool yeah in this day and age yes i mean built different a little you do bit. have to be built different but it's great because like how do you how do you interact with the world how do you know things you just talk to people like yeah <laughs> that's not that hard like what do you mean you're you're living under a rock you're living under a rock but not if you just went outside and like talked to someone like hey man you catch the game like it's not that hard to just be a human being you know we've i feel like the moral of the story here is Go touch grass. Go touch grass. Yeah, <laughs> that is the moral of the story. All right, Bertrand. So you mentioned earlier you had to, to yes, put a pin in something. Pin. I'm curious. You said hit me dealer. Now I know this is I know that's, you know, blackjack, but recently Ryan O'Kirk has been strong arming me into playing poker with him. Ah, I'm no betting man, but they do call me the gambler. <laughs> really? I got that name playing poker. Wow. I don't know how to play poker. Well, that'll, that's probably, okay, that's probably not the best strategy, <laughs> but. There was no actual money involved. That's yeah, I no, I never play poker with actual money. I will only ever play with, with fake, stupid, nonsensical, nothing Monopoly money. It's, <laughs> I, I will never actually put money on it because I am so bad at poker, but it has been fun. I, it's, it's cool to be able to learn like. Something that I feel like everyone should know, not everyone should know how to do, but like something that we as a country and as a culture have sort of placed pressure upon people to know how to do. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I it's mean, like, like everybody should know how to like everybody should know how to play card games. It's like but a, not everybody does. Right. It's like you a really I mean? famous movie. It's like, how have you not seen that? Like, how do you not know how to play poker? Like, yeah, it's just something you should do. Like. Mm -hmm. A very famous movie, a cultural classic. Like, no, you just you just have to watch that. Like, doesn't matter if you like it. Doesn't matter if you've only seen it once or 
you watch it every year or every day or whatever. Like you just that's just something that everyone needs to check off, you know? Right. But regardless, it has been kind of cool and fun. But it it is interesting. It's a fascinating game. It's a very, very interesting game. Well, there's a reason there's like televised poker tournaments. Yeah, yeah. And they are pretty interesting to watch. I have a couple of friends back home who got really into poker. Yeah. They have poker nights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, dude, you should come out and play poker with us. I'm like up 200. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I, I don't know how to play. I will pass. They do call me the gambler, but I don't know how. <laughs> I'm I'm still not the best at even just the rules, really. Um, But I'm getting it under my feet. One thing I've noticed is it's very interesting. You can't really practice. It's almost like from my very limited experience with both of these games, again, not even close to intermediate, really, really nascent beginner in both of these games, but both chess and poker, it's almost like you can learn the theory, you can learn the rules, but there, there will always be the other player, right? The other player mm-hmm. is such is is such an honor. I, I, I guess this is kind of really stupid and superficial commentary because this is this is all games, right? You, you, you can learn the rules, you can learn the theory, but until you actually get like an <laughs> opponent, you, okay. I, I know most things. I know this sounds kind of goofy, but make I feel your point. Like, I feel like it's with poker, especially. Like for example, because pretty much the only time I would ever be playing poker is with or against Ryan O'Kirk. Mm-hmm. It behooves me more when I'm playing him to practice playing against him as opposed to playing poker, right? Oh, I see what you it's mean. More, it's more beneficial to practice playing poker against Ryan O'Kirk than it is to just play poker. Right? I see what you mean. Like, because your opponent really does make the game. In exactly, poker, exactly. So, it's, like, it's a game of truths and lies. So, if you can tell your opponent's truths and lies, then you can precisely, you and, can more accurately play. And their habits, carry over. you know? Right. Their habits, their betting patterns. Like, mm-hmm. I discovered, <laughs> Ryan Oker informed me that, like, he can read my betting patterns like a book. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a cool, that's, that's such an enormous part of the game. That's a cool skill to have, you know? Right, right. But it's like, I can't just play poker against, an a, like, a chatbot or, like, an AI or, or a computer or whatever and then expect to be better against Ryan O'Kirk. Mm-hmm. Because I j- the only way to do it is just... You have to play exactly. Ryan O'Kirk. But again, that's just me. If you're an actual poker player or an actual someone who knows what they're doing, then obviously, yes, you, you do play. You, you, you get better against specific opponents, not just by playing against those specific opponents. That would right. be ridiculous. You'd have to play at a, a very large volume of people to get right. really good at poker. Right. But it's it's just it's fascinating that way, you know. That is interesting. I feel like that's more so, more so than with other games. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just not an athlete or not a gamer, but at like a one on one, you know what I mean. Anyway, I, I think in martial arts it's a similar idea. Mm-hmm. Like you learn you learn your opponent's tendencies, and you get really good at playing. Well, I should say fighting one opponent. Right. That doesn't necessarily make you good at fighting a lot of people, but mm-hmm. there are skills that carry over. A lot of different people. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you have to switch because everyone's right. different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Different yeah. heights, different reactions, to different right, right, things, right. rhythms. So I guess that is, it's more than just poker. But yeah. You bring up an interesting point in that a lot of things are like that. I've heard an analogy with lock picking. Um, first of all, this I is. I want to get into lock picking. This is some interesting and eclectic and kind of quasi sketchy 
<laughs> poker, lock picking, <laughs> martial arts. Like this is a <laughs> this is an interesting selection. Regardless, um, people who practice like expert, you know, lock pickers and locksmiths. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. They're like, y- you can't just have a practice lock because what you're doing then is learning how to pick that lock, not yeah, yeah. learning how to pick locks. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just. It's just kind of strange you need volume you need volume yeah exactly anyway lock picking is really cool i think it's awesome i really want to start lock picking if i had a little bit more time and money i would yeah money uh well i i could afford it but to spend that money on On, lock picking and on yeah yeah, i feel like and things of that nature the amount of time I would spend on it compared to other things it right. would not be worth the investment right, right now. The opportunity cost yeah. is like, a little too high. That's fair. That's fair. It is it is yeah. pretty cool though. It's not like drawing or something. Like I, I bought a sketchbook for like ten dollars and I've been I've been doodling. Right, right, right. Recently. But if I were to buy a Oh, is that is that true? Yeah, actually. Oh, I have. that's exciting. Yeah. That's very uh, I've fun. gotten really good at drawing triangles. Hey, there you <laughs> go. Hey. Fundamentals. Exactly. Fundamentals, that's what I've been basics. doing. I spent the first like four nights. Actually, well, uh, more like first two weeks, just drawing lines on my paper. Yep. Everybody thought I was insane. No, absolutely not. The real, the real ones get it. The ones yep. who, the ones who you are aspiring to be, they know exactly what you're doing. Exactly. You can't build, you can't build a skyscraper without a foundation. You can't build a skyscraper without the bottom fifty floors. <laughs> I mean, like, that's ridiculous. I'm only going to build floor fifty one. <laughs> you can't just. Yeah, that's it's. There's not Minecraft physics. You can't just start. At you know, would be kind of awesome several hundred feet in the air. That would be incredible. Uh, it'd break a lot of our fundamental understandings of science, but oh, 100%. But I, it'd be I, awesome. I guess that's all right. <laughs> Imaginary grippers, perhaps. <laughs> I was just thinking about that earlier again really? today. Like, I've been that's thinking funny. about that so much, right? <laughs> so, I don't remember if we if we talked about this, but theoretically, right? Uh huh, you could. We said anything your imaginary grippers pick up, right? Right. They could be basically weightless and controlled with your mind. Right. For those unaware, this is referencing a previous episode of Nonfiction Thoughts, wherein we played a Would You Rather special, uh, and we were discussing. Go watch it. You should go watch it or listen to it rather, um, where we discussed telekinesis. Regardless, the point was telekinesis. Right. You use imaginary grippers. You use imaginary grippers. Your grippers get under anything, right? right. Anything they can get under, you can control and, and just like shut, essentially. Right. So if you were able to grab a skyscraper with your grippers uh-huh. and hurl that uh-huh. as hard as you could, uh-huh. you would be throwing like a skyscraper at the speed of a baseball, but it has like a bajillion times the mass. How many <laughs> laws of physics, how much damage would you be doing so like how like i just i was thinking about that if i could effortlessly throw like a mountain if i were able to pick that up right 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 i would just be like a borderline god that would be pretty ridiculous it would be insane the amount of pretty ridiculous like i'd probably chuck things out into space and they would so i guess a part of that is our our discussion about the the physics of how the grippers work, right? How right. strong we are, essentially. Yeah. So I will say you can game that. The name of the game when you want to cause physical damage from um, just just mass is velocity, right? Yeah. You need um, speed. Yes, you need speed. Kinetic energy is one half um, 
MV squared. V right. squared, right? V is what you want. Your velocity is, is one half mass times your velocity squared. The velocity is what you want to gain. Because like you look at <clears throat> like space, things in space, satellites, space shuttles, etc. Mm-hmm. Grains of sand can create enormous craters. Like a single, like a paint fleck, a chip of paint can mm-hmm. create a like a like a pumpkin-sized crater in in solid aluminum, provided it's going fast enough. Wow. So the mass is is there reaches a scale where the mass is almost not irrelevant, but like it's really the speed that makes it. So okay. how do you get the speed with your grippers? Well, that would be you're hearkening back to my physics days. I haven't taken physics in a while. My, I, I I placed out of mech, thankfully. I took it in high school. So my mechanics days are are far behind me. But I want to say if you integrate work, um, if you integrate force, you can find work. But regardless, the point is you would have to You'd have to do force for a while. You'd have to um, exert this force for a long time to accelerate okay. something, to accelerate a body enough for it to have sufficient velocity. So, for example, it's less of if you throw it with your grippers and more of if you use like a like a spring paddle and you just like push it for a long time. Right. Like imagine imagine if you're playing pool, right? And instead of just smacking the cue ball with your stick, yeah. you like push it. Yeah. Like you're always touching it and you're just like pushing it across. You're like you're shoveling it. That's sort of if you if you went for that, I'm not sure how long your your range extends for. I guess it's theoretically infinite, right? If you do that, much. you could push it long enough, accelerate it sufficiently such that it reaches escape velocity or just push it into outer space. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's probably more realistic here is you're not accelerating it up to escape velocity. You're just lifting it into space, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. That would, if it were real, of course, this is all <laughs> completely... Incredibly theoretical. <laughs> theoretical and also nonsensical. But anyway. So... Um, Aside from thinking about that question, yes, how how powerful that would be. Yes, I've also been playing another game that's primal. Primal, a game that all people know. Oh, I think I see where this is going. And that game is hide and seek. Hide and seek. Hide and go seek. The official name, I'm pretty sure. I I don't think there is an official name. Hide and seek. Hide and go seek. Hide and go seek is stupid, but hide and seek makes sense. And I remember saying hide and go seek as a kid, but it's just <laughs> yeah, because like that hide and seek because you're a little kid. Like let's play hide and go seek. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, all right. So I've had this idea for a long time now. Yes, I wanted to play hide and seek in one of the college facilities, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to. I wanted to play the game in the the college facility. That is at the center of all the other college facilities on this campus. Right. So that is in the building that we are recording in right now. <laughs> yes, that's correct. So I've been I've been teasing this. I've texted everyone like, hey, how would you feel about playing a game of hide and seek in this place? Right. And they've all been like, okay, yeah, I'd be down. And then I texted Ranchman. <laughs> and course. I texted Caveman Carl. Uh-huh. And I, I texted Nonfiction our, Thoughts alum, both of them. 
They both have fantastic episodes, by the Which way. Which you should go check out. And uh, I texted one other friend and I said, guys, let's play hide and seek tonight in, the, in this room, in this place. And they said, okay, let's do it. So we did. Oh, and yeah. it was a roaring success. Oh, it was a yeah. lot of fun. So I'm now planning a much bigger scale. <laughs> I want to get like 20 people. I think it'd be wow. insane and use the entire place. Gee, that's that is a wow. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be pretty sick. It will be on November 3rd. That's when we've planned it out. So nobody has any excuse they can't make it. I have an excuse. Oh, I, I know can't you do because you're in the blue man group. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, Ranch Man is he thinks like I do in hide and seek. The difference is that that's terrifying. That what a terrifying sentence. Oh my god. The difference is that while I wait for a few rounds for things to settle in, uh huh, he just does it. Yeah. So I and had what this idea. Is this doing it that you're referring to? I was like, okay, I'm going to hide in a trash can because oh, the trash cans oh. in here have a door you can open, pull yep. out the bin, and then yep. lock yourself back into the into the shell. Taking a page out of a book from a hide and seek great, are you? <laughs> Hint: I did that many years ago in a hide and seek game against Luigi. We also told that story. In we also episode. told that story, which you should also go check out if you haven't seen it already. <clears throat> So I decided, okay, I'm going to do that. But the yes. entire time, I ended up having to seek second because I got found first. Right. And uh, I, the entire time, I was looking... Skill issue, by the way. <laughs> I Yeah, it was. I, I actually I messed that one up pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was looking in all of the trash cans thinking, okay, someone might have had this idea. I don't know who did. And um, I actually I looked in one trash can, and I saw some rainbow... Like, not rainbow, but some colorful outlines... Hmm. Okay. Of a shirt, and I thought, oh, that's some. I guess it's just trash. And I, I walked by. Shirt. Oh. oh. I, I walked by, <laughs> and I checked every other trash can, and I was like, I found everybody except Ranch Man. Yep. And I walked back, and I'm like, he had to have done the trash can. Yep. And lo and behold, the trash can I walked by and went, huh, that's some weird trash. Yep. It was, it was Ranch shirt. Man. Yep. It was his shirt. Yep. And I remember thinking. He stole my spot. <laughs> I was I was a little bit salty, especially that I didn't see him and I was looking for it. Right, right. It just really didn't that's, work as camouflage. That's not. That's that's not even the best part though. Oh. So we moved the boundaries to play in another area and okay. check out the spots there. Right. Now I got found first and I was very angry because Caveman Carl just hid behind a pillar and I like <laughs> I hid under a table, like on chairs, lifting myself in the air and like a wow. plank for like a solid five minutes. That's impressive. Very angry. I got found first. That's really rough. Yikes. I'm still salty about I it. I can tell. Anyway, as I we were going too. to hide, Ranch Man goes up to this random dude who was studying and he goes, Hey man, no cap. I'm playing a game of hide and seek. Can I borrow your hoodie? And the guy was like, Sure, man. And then I I I ran. To go hide. Right. And uh, our, our last friend is seeking and he finds me, he finds Caveman Carl. Sure. And he wanders around for like another 20 minutes mm -hmm. trying to find Ranchman. Uh -huh. He just can't find him. And me and Caveman Carl knew exactly where he was because we saw him. Yeah. We saw, we knew his plan. Yep. He didn't hide. He was like a chameleon. He, he hid in plain sight. He hid in plain sight. So yep. he went to like the corner. Do you want to hide something? Paint it red. Where the where the place was studying. Uh-huh. 
And he sat down and just started talking to this dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he had his hood up yeah. and he wore the guy's hat. <laughs> and finally, our, our friend gave up and he was like, dude, I can't find you. Where are you? And Ranchman goes, come to the corner. Uh-huh. And so he does. And our friend walks by Ranchman, turns around, still doesn't wow. see him. And came in, Carl and I lose it. Wow. Ranchman turns around and I and we like, dude, go to the corner again. And Ranchman looks at him and he and he sees Ranchman and he just face pops. Yep. He just buckles. That's incredible. It was genius. That's amazing. That is very intelligent hide-and-seek play. And he recruited the guy he was talking to to come play hide-and-seek with us on the third. That's amazing. That's incredible. What? That is is one of the most skilled hide-and-seekers I think I've ever heard of. That's very impressive. You know why I was a little bit salty? Why? Because I thought about doing the exact same thing, but he did it first. Yep. Yep. He's just one step ahead. He was. It's been a wow. lesson to me. I shouldn't wait. Real. Yep. I should just do it. Just do it. Just like uh, Nike sponsor. <laughs> Actually, a similar story happened in uh, with Robert Kirkman, author of The Walking Dead. Hmm. He was writing Invincible, and he was like, "I have this really good twist plan for like issue for 25. a great shoe company, <laughs> <laughs> athletic clothing." The, the story goes, that he was going to do this twist in Invincible in chapter twenty five. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the twist is. Okay. But Invincible was not doing well enough to yeah. make it to that chapter. Mm. So he, like, one of the higher ups was just like, "Dude, yeah, don't wait till chapter twenty-five. Just do the twist now." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he did, and it saved Invincible. Wow, there you go. So, with that and our game of hide and seek last night, I've learned just do don't it. wait, just do it. Yeah, there's no, there's no right time. The right time is now. Wow, profound. So remember that. Profound. But when you hesitate to do something, just remember, just do it. Just do it. And that's what I did today when I walked into my class about 15 minutes early into the lecture that was still going on in the previous class. <laughs> I just sat down and listened. Yep. Was it interesting? Yeah, actually, it was pretty interesting. There you it's go. about um, AI models and how they're, they're trained to like interpret words wow. and tweets and stuff. It was actually pretty that's cool. That's very fun. That's very cool. Exciting. A couple of people looked at me as they walked in like, what is he doing? Yeah. I, I just owned it. Yep. There you go. Now, that, that's happened to me a few times. You know, someone... Maybe uh, doesn't quite know what's going on. They just walk in. They they say they have class at four o'clock. It's three thirty. They walk right in and they just sit themselves down. Like, hey, bud, not your class yet, but happy to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was you this time. So there it you was. go. No you shame. In that. No shame in that. Nothing stopping you from going into no. another lecture as long no, as there's seats. You can do it. Yep. You can do it as long as there's also not like security. I don't know. Maybe there are some colleges in the cities that have like you got to scan in, but I don't know. Yeah, Maybe just, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Walk right in. In in some cities, like sure, sure, yeah, know, Detroit or Philly, maybe. Yeah. Um. On a significantly less profound note, have you ever played or slash do you know of Prop Hunt? You ever heard the, the game phrase, Prop Hunt? The, the game Prop Hunt. Like the video game, right? Yes. Is this a, a game you play in real life? So no. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember the video game being, you had to, like one you person was a hider. You an object. I was going to say, how do you play that in real right, life? Right, right. So it started, I've talked about Gmod on this, on this show before. I love Gmod with all of my heart. And there's one of, there's a very popular game that, game made from Gmod. Because again, Gmod is this, incredible infinite sandbox you can do anything and one of the most popular things to do is make games within it 
that that people play and make make lobbies for and host servers of. And one such game, probably its most famous game, is Prop Hunt. And the the idea of Prop Hunt, it's literally just hide and seek. That's all it is. Yep. It's hide and seek. But, but imagine you're playing hide and seek in your house, right? But you can transform into the chair. You can transform into the couch. You can transform into a lamp. I a book, am your phone. A soda can, a watermelon, a right. traffic cone, a basketball, a box, right? That's, that's, that's the idea of the game. And, um, you know, they balance it so that, like, you have to move after a certain amount of time. You can't just camp there. You got you to gotta get around a little bit. So that keeps it from being literally impossible. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a very fun. It's a very fun game, and some of my fondest GMod memories are are playing Prop Hunt. It's 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 pretty fun. But again, it's been spun and adapted. You can play it in a million different games. Like yeah, it's become such a popular game mode. It's I mean, it's really a pretty simple concept. It's just hide and seek, but you can shape shift. Yeah. Um, so That's I, the only way it works in games. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Like you can. It's pretty easy to arrive at that conclusion independently. So, you know, you see it in a lot of different games. And I'm not sure if there is like a dedicated prop hunt game that just is a standalone. That's the engine. But uh, I used to play. I, I imagine there probably is something similar. There's a lot of iOS app store knockoffs. Yeah, so yeah. There's a lot. Of I, I played a few of those. But yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's it's exciting. Fun stuff. Very much so. As a hide and seek enjoyer. Yes. I, know I did you enjoy were a, playing hide and seek. I know you uh, are a hide and seek. Mo- I'm sorry. I. Oof. Yeah. I said. As a hide and seek enjoyer, I did enjoy playing prop hunt. Yeah, yeah. I know you. I know you to be a hide and seek minded individual. Indeed. Yes. That's one of my favorite new modifiers. Is like, oh, or do you like pizza? Like, yeah, I like pizza. Okay, you like pizza, but are you a pizza minded individual? <laughs> <laughs> You're a hide and seek minded individual. For example, Ryan O'Kirk is a poker minded individual. Clearly, as he can. Read your betting hands. Yeah, yeah. Like a book. It's 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 fun. Not but both the poker and saying someone is a blank-minded individual. Thank you for clarifying. Yes, you're quite welcome. I think with that, yeah, we'll wrap up here for today. Yeah. So, thank you all very much for listening. We greatly appreciate. We very it. much appreciate it. We hope you had fun. We certainly did. Very much so. If you haven't played hide and seek, get some friends play hide and seek. Even if you're fifty. Even if you're what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Give it a shot. Make sure you follow us on the socials on Instagram and the platform formerly known as Twitter, X, at nfictthoughts underscore podcast and nfictthoughts, respectively. We post cool teasers and things of that nature there. Sometimes some hot takes and references. (laughs) I was reading a book that I posted and it mentioned Twitter dating itself immediately. It was pretty funny. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all very much for listening again. We really do appreciate it. Very much so. Share with your friends if you feel so inclined. Yeah. Have a happy, healthy rest of your day. Make it as good as you can make it. Toodles.